Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. I'm back with Ryan Kane, and we're going to discuss um, Secret Obsession in a little more detail. Um, I thought maybe we could uh, think about ways we could expand the Secret Obsession universe, <laughs> like merch, <laughs> like video games specifically, because I know you're a gamer. So, what comes to mind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind for me is a almost like a like a Resident Evil kind of vibe, right? Like you're stuck in the house and you need to find your way out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that could present itself with a, a really cool and unique play style. Um, I, I feel like the you wouldn't be able to do so much of the plot. I mean, unless you did, you could have like a I don't know if you've ever played any of the earlier Resident Evil games, which are much more of the, like, mystery and dialogue and, like, narrative-driven. So, you know, you walk around. The the very first game is you're walking through, like, a police station, and you have to find out information. Um, I feel like that entire idea could could really work well for this if it was a game. I think having chapters Mm -hmm. where you're the detective and you're trying to get to the bottom of stuff, or you are uh, Mm -hmm. Jennifer Mm -hmm. and you are in the hospital trying to find clues or maybe you're in the house trying to find clues. I feel like presented it in that way would be, that, that's my knee jerk reaction to trying to make this into a game. Yeah. I was thinking like one of those um, like point and click games where you have to like um, open doors and kind of similar like where you're right, right. getting items and like reading little slips of paper that are conveniently laid out for you kind of thing. <laughs> now, I think I think the ultimate way to make this into a uh, a game that's just as okay as the movie is would be to make a uh, <laughs> a visual novel of this. Just a simple point and click, just like uh, you have one person pop up and they give you a whole bunch of information and they ask you questions and you have yes or no's and that's that's the game, <laughs> just a whole bunch of dialogue, um, just like just like a little book. But um, no, yeah. I think the like those the, my favorite thing about this movie uh, stuff. Right, my my favorite thing about this movie, however, was I did I did like the mystery aspect. I did like it when they went from what like you as the audience member are confused the entire time, which I think they really do well. You know something's off with the main character, but you can't tell what, and you just have to find clues to try and piece everything together. So I think using those best elements to make a game based around mystery, I think is that's the way to do it. But you're right. Um, discovering clues has to be the primary function of the game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there would be like any mini quests inside this like maybe you could be the like how to make lasagna him. Oh, okay. <laughs> how to make lasagna there it's you like go a, that's yeah, another a cooking mama <laughs> mini quest of how to remember how to make lasagna um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd have to have like uh, i don't even know I, I feel like you as a detective walking around the police station trying to find clues you actually have to maybe go to kelly blue book on the computer and type in look for all the white pickups <laughs> <laughs> right um because I feel like there's a moment too mm-hmm. in the movie where he like is doing something on his work computer as he's driving, and I was like, "Mr. Allstate, how could you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's not safe. 
It's not, not safe, safe at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the other alternative is that you are just a police officer, right? And it's just yeah, that's the whole. You have no place in the the house, and you have to find your way there and stuff. But I feel like the different chapters with you being the different characters gives you a better better narrative throughout the game. Yeah. And it would also, like, probably be a better narrative than the movie. <laughs> right. Because there's, like, only really two characters, and Jennifer isn't, like, fleshed out at all. It's not really her fault, because she's, like, you know, she's incapacitated, right, right. you know? She doesn't she's remember confused. who she is. <laughs> yeah, I think in that format, this game would almost be better, because as an audience member, you... Obviously, you're piecing everything together with when the director gives you this information, you know? But yeah, if you are playing the game, then you are playing as this character, and you're playing as the detective. And then that would... You would almost feel like you are uncovering a mystery instead of watching people sloppily uncover it themselves. You know? Like, you would yeah. be more in charge, I feel like, of, of getting the information. Um, but... All in all, I, I think that has more of a uh, a capacity to be entertaining than this movie was, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely watched this movie in, like, 20-minute chunks. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I kept, like, pausing it and, like, going into the other room to put something away and then forgetting to, like, hit play again. And then I'd start, like, cleaning my room and be like, oh, right, I'm supposed to be watching a movie while I do this. <laughs> I, uh, Let me go back. <laughs> I got myself a big burrito bowl of Chipotle and I enjoyed it in one delicious sitting. So, I, uh, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> the way it was meant to be. Enjoyed. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All in one. <laughs> well, I think that, uh, we, we cracked it. This, uh, should definitely, uh, be a video game and not a Netflix yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, for, a, for a Netflix original, um, I was surprised, to say the least. It definitely was very lifetime-y, but it was... Uh, yeah. I've seen much worse, and I will see much worse throughout my life. Um, I love bad movies, so... Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, this was too middle-grounded to be, like I said earlier, so bad it's good, you know? Because those are the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, once again, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I enjoyed breaking it down. I enjoyed talking about it. And, you know, uh, I enjoyed having a nice uh, lazy afternoon and watching a, a nice Netflix original. So what can I say? <laughs> sure thing. Oh, uh, by the way, listeners, the last time I had, well, two times ago of having a bonus episode. I don't know if you even remember this. I talked about how Michael Moskowitz from The Princess Diaries liked to play the keyboard with a bunch of M&Ms on the keyboard, and it had haunted my dreams for the past, like, 12 years, <laughs> and I didn't know why they did that. I have since watched the DVD um, of the movie with the director commentary on it, and I can tell you why they did that. It was because there was a scene between Michael and Mia where he says, I want to live in a world where M&M's go on pizza. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he just likes M&M's on pizza or if his, in his mind, like the difference between our universe 
with the M&Ms on the pizza. And that universe with the M&Ms on the pizza is like, you know, a a utopia where nothing bad ever happens. (laughs) But like, it's the thing he says. And they took it out of the movie because they had like chemistry and they thought audiences are going to see Mia go hang out with Michael and then go on a date with this other guy and they're not going to like her. And we need to make sure that she's likable. So we're going to take the scene out. But later she apologizes with the word sorry written on a pizza in M&M's and it doesn't make sense anymore because they took that scene out. So they have to establish that Michael likes (laughs) M&M's. Otherwise it makes no sense at all. And so the only way that they could think of doing this was to have an insert shot while he's playing the keyboard that they made two months after they finished filming where he plays the keyboard and there's a bunch of M&Ms. And now I know, and I feel so much better. And I know that all of you listening at home probably feel so much better now. <laughs> and Ryan, I'm sure you're very confused by all of this. I'm on board for it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't try pizza with M&Ms on it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm not above it. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate the, uh, the insight so that I also know why there's a pizza with M&Ms on it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Did you watch that movie as I a did. kid at all? Yeah, growing up, I did. Okay, yeah, I I, I hadn't seen the movie uh, since I was right. young until a couple weekends ago when my friend was like, "I heard you talk on the podcast. Let's watch that movie and eat pizza." <laughs> and I was like, "That's yes. awesome." I, yeah, I've not watched it since I was a kid <laughs> so it's either. A good time. Uh, it's definitely worth a revisit, though. Yeah, it's very quirky and sweet. But if you watch the DVD, there's deleted scenes and. It's so strange. Like, that movie could have been, like, a fever dream. (laughs) Like, there's a scene that they deleted where they have a Mia Thermopolis, like, marionette doll. And it's supposed to show, like, her friend thinking about Mia as a puppet at her grandmother's disposal. There's another scene where, like, the the, uh, popular guy is like, I could get all these bozos to do whatever I want. See, I'm dancing with a banana. And then everyone starts dancing with bananas. And the scene ends with them throwing the bananas in the air. And it's like, what? (laughs) That's absurd. (laughs) So the movie was like just a hair away from being completely insane. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I kind of wish they would have gone. I feel like you have to go all or nothing. You know, they should have just thrown it all in there and see what happens. (laughs) They should have done it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, and there was also a scene where they put like a a boiled egg through a harp. Because one time Gary Marshall was at a wedding where someone did that and it stuck with him as like being the strangest thing he ever saw. And he was wow. like, I'm putting that in a movie. <laughs> that, that checks out. So, if I was at a wedding, I saw someone do that. I would uh, be jarred <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> You'd end up like Gary Marshall, like years later. Like when I was a kid, I saw this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's all the bonus material we have for this week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can go to not another bad movie podcast. all the usual spots. Uh, And thanks again to Mike Bastios who made the music. All right. Bye, everybody. 